Welcome back to another episode of Voice Memos, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Kara, and today's topic is one I have been mentioning for a while now, and that is learning to be alone. You guys know the drill by now. I don't sugarcoat, and I'm going to be calling you out to reflect on yourselves. I'm harsh, and I'm giving you the advice you don't want, but you need. So if you're someone that needs hand-holding, I do not suggest listening to this episode. Before we jump into that, though, I know some of you are probably looking for a birthday debrief here since I said I want to unpack it, but I will actually not be doing so. <laughs> it was it was an eventful night. We'll leave it at that. But overall, I had a lot of fun. I had my best friends there and my family, and I'm really grateful I got to spend it with them. Back on topic here, though, I feel like there has been a reoccurring theme in season two so far of the podcast. It's just been more about knowing your worth and being sure of yourself, leveling up your mindset and your lifestyle and just a new season of growth. I don't know. I'm vibing with it. I like the direction we are moving in. Season one was a bit more chaotic and unhinged. Nothing wrong with that, but I like this little self-love era we're in right now. I'll bring some back some of the unhinged content though here and there because It's just entertaining and you guys eat it up when there's a new character, so stay tuned for that. But anyways, in regards to being alone, it was time to touch on this topic because we've talked about the law of detachment, getting them back, and then some of my life lessons from the last episode discussed being comfortable alone as well. But the fact of the matter is being alone is hard and it requires a lot of self-love Not even just acts of self-love like working out or eating better, but it requires a lot of inner work and self-reflection. It's being alone with your thoughts, challenging your mindset, and focusing on the energy you give off. I've spoken about how you attract things of the same frequency you are, and this works for people, relationships as well. You attract who you are, and If you don't truly love yourself and all parts of yourself, then you're going to attract someone who doesn't value you. A lot of people tend to think they are good at practicing self-love, that they do love themselves, but you need to love all parts of yourself. Accept and own your insecurities and then they will lose power over you. So something I've been insecure about but I'm getting better with is I'm a lot. I, (laughs) um, I have a pretty big personality when I'm comfortable with people. I have No problem setting boundaries or putting people in their place. I've got five different side hustles I'm working on. I've just got a lot, a lot going on. And that's something I embrace and own now. That's nothing to be ashamed of. And I'll make light of it when I'm talking to a guy like, "Mm, like, I'm not so sure you can handle me because I might be a lot to some people, but I won't be to the right guy. And I used to try and shrink myself like be more reserved or soft-spoken or not tell a guy or girl like just like my friends how I'm feeling but I'm so comfortable with myself and my insecurities now that I can own it address it and move forward I can be independent and my CEO type self but I can be also be more charming and more feminine and that's not to say I never get insecure like I don't want people to think like I'm perfect. No, I, I of course I have my moments but I'm in such a better place with those things now And you need to put yourself on that pedestal and maintain your standards. We're not lowering them because we are afraid of being alone. Guys or girls are going to see that when you think so highly of yourself and then they will value you and what you have to offer. 
I would love to have someone in my life to experience new things with and challenge me and help me grow as a person, but I am self-secure and have already built an awesome life on my own, so I'm just as comfortable flying solo until I do meet someone that checks all those boxes for me. Now, if you keep attracting shitty partners into your life who are inconsistent, don't value you, they're disrespectful, whatever it is that isn't working, I want you to ask yourself why. Why do you keep ending up in these situations and attracting the same people? Why? Because you haven't learned your lesson yet. You keep accepting the same bullshit treatment. Excuse my language. My parents are going to kill me. But you keep playing along with the same games and accepting the same red flags. So the universe keeps sending you the same lesson in a different body, a different person. I want you to write this down for the next time you are crying and whining about a girl or guy asking yourself why it never works out for you. You will keep meeting the same person over and over until you learn the lesson. If you keep accepting the disrespect, you're never setting boundaries, you're never cutting them off, then it's going to be a repeated cycle. Whether it's with him or the next guy, they're going to try and pull the same exact shit with you until you finally had enough and you respect yourself enough to walk away. You keep accepting that half-assed treatment, you're making excuses for them, forgiving them repeatedly, because you don't love yourself enough to be alone. You don't respect yourself enough to walk away and stay away. I know I'm harsh, but I promise you can handle it. Um, I'm going to share a personal example, example, so hopefully this makes you feel better if you've been turning a blind eye to someone's behavior. So one of my situationships, hot and cold, inconsistent, this man was either really into me or radio silent and ghosting me. There was just no in between. But months go by on and off with this BS and many times along the way I overlook red flags. It's the same story we know all too well. He seems like a genuine guy. I like him. He says he's into me. So I give him a second chance, a third chance, a fourth, you know, story. So anyways, there happens to be an ex in the picture. So I find out he's still talking to and seeing his ex. I bring it up to him. He's shady, plays it off, whatever. Now, this guy doesn't owe me anything. He doesn't need to stop talking to his ex on my account. We're not together. But at the time, I had enough self-respect to know that this isn't how a self-aware, emotionally mature man would act. So I stopped talking and cut contact after addressing it. I'm proud of myself for this one, though. No games, just cut cold turkey. Um, it sucks a lot. It hurt a lot because I just felt like a fool and embarrassed almost. It was disrespectful to be entertaining both of us and then lying about it, so I stayed away. Anyways, we run into each other after a couple months of no contact. He starts, you know, breaking down my walls again, and I'm letting him back in. I believe the BS he tells me, and I'm like, okay, maybe he's self-aware, he realizes his mistakes, he wants to treat me better. Honestly, it's embarrassing that I thought this, but we've all been there, whatever. Rule number one, though, they always come back, but they never change. Keep that in mind. So, long story short, he asked me one day if I'm going out that night. I say no, but then later get persuaded into going out, and I run into him at a bar with his ex-girlfriend. He is with the ex-girlfriend that he told me was no big deal. They just keep in touch. And honestly, it didn't even hurt because it wasn't like a shock, like I wasn't caught off guard. It had always been in the back of my mind that she was in the picture. Obviously, I wasn't expecting to see her, but... Anyways, he looks like a deer in headlights, and he just looks scared because he's caught in action. So he runs out of this bar within two minutes of seeing me, leaving this 
leaving behind this poor girl. So a couple things here. One, I got to see with my own eyes him disrespect another girl, like leaving her at the bar. She's looking around a couple minutes later, probably wondering where he went. And I felt for her. It was, it was sad. So reconfirmed the lesson again about his disrespectful treatment. And I'm telling my therapist this story and I'm complaining about how every guy I've been with, it's the same stuff, it's the same inconsistency, hot and cold behavior, avoidant attachment or emotional unavailability. I'm sick of it. I'm tired. And I say to her how I don't understand how I keep attracting the same guys. I've done so much work on myself. I keep getting to a healthier version of me. And then I'm attracting the same emotionally immature men. My naive and ignorant self, I'm acting all confused, wondering how this could be. And she calls me out and she's like, Kara, I don't think the universe can be much clearer. You repeatedly give this guy chances, overlook all the red flags, you make excuses for him. And now you're standing in the same bar as this boy with his ex-girlfriend. It doesn't get much clearer than that. He hasn't changed. He's the same guy as he was when we first discussed this six months ago. (laughs) Mic drop. Speechless. Like, she's absolutely right. I'm complaining about the same thing when he's only reconfirmed the issues. Like, nothing has ever been fixed. It's just a shame that it takes us the same person, the same lesson over and over and over again until we finally listen. And my closure from the situation was just walking away. I never said anything to him. I don't think he has any idea that I saw his ex-girlfriend there with him because before he ran out. Um, Unless he listens to this episode, then surprise. (laughs) My closure was the universe putting me in the situation, confirming that this man is not a good person for me and he has not done the work on himself yet. It's time to walk away. When it doesn't work out with someone, that doesn't take away from your value as a person though. And That's where being comfortable in yourself and being alone comes in because you remind yourself that rejection is just redirection. It's cliche, I know, I'm sorry. But you are one person and one lesson closer to finding what is meant for you. I believe that people come into your life to teach you a lesson and whether that's learning what you do or don't like in a partner or learning something new about yourself, there's always something to take away from someone new entering your life. And that's not to say either it won't work out down the line. Like I've mentioned a lot, I think people can change, reflect, and grow into a better version of themselves. So maybe they will be meant for you later on down the road. But something a lot of people say, which I think is a popular misconception in dating, is that you need to be fully happy before you get into a relationship with someone else. And I think I mentioned this in the Your Wake Up Call episode like a couple months ago. So go listen to that one after this. But you're never going to be fully happy with yourself. Life is not perfect. There are harder moments. But you need to be happy enough and respect yourself enough to be able to walk away from situations that aren't serving you. The power in being alone is the self-assurance that you will be okay no matter what. If you have to walk away from a partner, a situation, a friendship, you are going to be just fine because you have yourself. And I would rather someone ask like why is she still single rather than why is she with him we're not putting up at the bare minimum around here or lowering our standards to avoid being alone with ourselves i don't talk about my first relationship often because it was just such a long time ago and we were young but it was a significant part of my life 
That breakup wrecked me. I'm sure you can imagine how a high school breakup goes with the pettiness, the drama, the gossip. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's putting their two cents in. Also, I'm petty and a bitch, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I was an angel during this. But it sucked. It was horrible. And he had been my best friend since well before we started dating. And I don't think I really realized how hard it would be to not have him in my life anymore and just never really speak again. So I had to really dig deep and find myself. And as a 16-year-old, I turned 17 shortly after. But this is a brutal learning experience for such a young age. And it was a lonely time because... I lost him, and since we were in the same friend group, it just started getting it started getting messy with who I could confide confide in. You don't want to get other people involved, but you also need a support system during times like those. And thank goodness I had friends in the grades above and below that I could turn to, but I felt really alone. And there were a couple other things going on with me at the time, so I was already struggling a lot mentally with depression and anxiety and I'm secretly battling like an eating disorder and then we're adding a breakup and high school drama on top of it. So this really felt like rock bottom. I was hopeless. I thought this was the end of the world and struggled a lot these years getting by. It was a really dark time for me. It's hard for me to talk about still unless I'm trying to give advice and help people through similar situations, but... At 17, I had to learn how to channel my energy inwards and focus on what I can control. I was buying every self-help book I could find. I was seeing my therapist, spending time with myself, and figuring out what I wanted to do and what I like. When you're dating someone for so long, so much of your energy and time and love goes into them, and then you're sitting there like, what do I do with all of this now? And so I poured it into me. I realized how much I love cooking and eating healthy, and I created my food account shortly after, which is now Care Veggie Health. I created deeper connections with friends in other grades because I needed to branch out from my circle. I got really into lifting, which turned into a toxic relationship with health, but I spoke about that in one of the first episodes. That's besides the point. And I honestly got pretty spiritual and religious at this time because I found comfort in knowing that there is a greater purpose at play, that this was supposed to happen so I could enter a new period of growth. And again, I was 17. It took me a while to finally turn myself around, but I'm proud of that girl and how young I was that I finally took control of a bad situation and built myself back up. Now, don't get me wrong. I sound like I'm romanticizing the whole breakup process right now, saying how great I ended up, but... I was a mess. I was crying every day, not getting out of bed, not eating. I had a long self-sabotaging era before I tuned into myself and channeled all my energy inwards. It was a heartbreaking and lonely time in my life, but I really would do it all again to be in my current position and with this mindset. I am light years away from that girl in high school. I'm not in any contact with my ex, which is Honestly, how I like it because we are just very different people, but he was an important person in my life for so long. And I'm the kind of person that will always have a soft spot for people that played a significant role in my life, whether that's past boyfriends or friends. You can wish them the best and not want them back. When you are alone with your yourself and your thoughts, it gives you a chance to understand yourself at a deeper level. I have such a mature and strong mindset that I never would have gotten without that breakup and time alone. 
I took so much time to myself to get to know my values, standards, and what I want out of a relationship. I got to understand what I will and won't accept. And breakups suck, whether it's relationship, situationship, friendship, whatever it is. But it's so important to take that time to step back and really understand what you will accept from people. And I was struggling recently, feeling down about something, just been a little bit insecure lately. And the person I was confiding in was hyping me up. She texted me. Something I love about you is you are so sure of yourself and your values. You could be the only person in the room standing up for something, but if that's what feels right to you and you believe it, you stand by it. And well, one, I started crying because that's really kind. And two, it made me reflect how far I've come. I'd always been a people pleaser in the past or just a yes man, whatever someone else says goes. And I think that was because I was so insecure and unsure of myself that I didn't want to ever disagree with someone or risk them not liking me. So I just never really had a voice. I let people walk all over me and I wouldn't stick up for myself or really anyone else for that matter if they were being mistreated. But since becoming secure in myself, I don't care who it is or how many people I'm up against. If I believe I'm doing the right thing, then I will stand my ground no matter what. And a teacher from high school, Mrs. Gorman, actually, Freddie Ramsey grads listening, but she would always remind us how the right thing to do isn't always the easiest path and that all it takes is one person to lead the way. All it takes is one person to stand up and set the tone. Everyone, I feel like, is always so nervous or second-guessing themselves, just afraid to go against the crowd because of what others might think. But someone needs to step up, and we can't all be waiting it out, pointing fingers to the next. You need to be that bigger person and make the first move, whether that might, whatever that might look like in that situation. Stand by your values, and the confidence you exert will rub off on others, and I promise you won't be standing alone for long. Now, to start wrapping this up today, I want you to start channeling your energy inwards. Take a step back from life for a second and really dig into yourself. Ask yourself what lesson this guy or girl is meant to teach you. Ask yourself why you keep meeting the same person in a different body. Do you love yourself enough to own and embrace your imperfections? Do you respect yourself enough to walk away from mistreatment? So go try that new hobby you've been putting off forever Take yourself out on a date, go get food at a new restaurant, go on a hike, a walk, whatever. Just allow yourself to be alone with your thoughts. Stop busying yourself with work or people to distract you from you. Why are you afraid to be alone? What are you insecure about? Tackle it, counter it, and set a new affirmation. I love you all. I hope this helps, and I hope you're feeling empowered to walk away and stay away from situations or people that are no longer serving you, and I hope if it ever comes down to it, You'll be the bigger person in the crowd and make the first move because I promise with that confidence, you will never be standing alone for long. I will talk to you guys next week. I'm your host, Kara, and thank you for listening to Voice Memos.